If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans and at Lyle Swithenbank. L Y L E S W I T H E N B A N K. The Pelicans drop an overtime arm wrestle to the Nuggets in Denver. Final score, 138 to 130. The Pelicans fight back from a big hole in the first quarter to uh, take the lead going into the last quarter. And um, free throws, free throws, free throws. Uh, They cost games, they win games. The calls, um, you know, free throws really is the phrase of this episode and the game because that's... Pretty much what decided it. Now, uh, we're going to break all the game down. We're also going to lead off with some exciting news that we saw uh, over the last day in between the two shows. Uh, And I think we might kick off with a little thank you. So yesterday, we actually had the biggest day on record for downloads uh, for the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Um, And I appreciate everyone that's been finding the show. Welcome if you're brand new. Uh, thank you to the people that have been here since the beginning and or joined along the way. It's uh, fantastic to be able to talk to people about a, t- a team in a city that's miles and miles away on the other side of the earth. And um, you know that, but I still feel just connected with all of you over there in New Orleans and and around the world. And uh, I know we're all in this together on uh, this bizarre and wonderful journey that is being a Pelicans fan. But uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it, and um, you know. This doesn't happen without all of your support. So thank you all for for tuning in. Now, the exciting news. What we have seen is Mr. Zion Williamson has returned to New Orleans. He's packed up from Portland, his little vacay, uh, his little, uh, little training camp to get his foot right. He has visited a church. He has visited a shopping center, it looks like, with, uh, with a couple of big dogs. And he's out and about. He's been back for a couple of days now and uh, is back in town. So we wouldn't obviously didn't see him tonight uh, in Denver, but he will be at home games and at trainings and we'll see him around. Perhaps he'll feature in uh, some of the upcoming squad episodes, no doubt. But uh, this is great news because what it means is that the update that we had that... Uh, his, his foot was showing signs of healing and it wasn't going to need that second surgery, were correct. And that, um, you know, he's on the mend. He's, he's heading into a situation now. He From the photos, he looks fantastic. He looks up and about. He looks fit. He looks healthy. He looks happy, which is the main thing. You know, he's coming back to a place that, um, you know, is where we want him to be. 
And uh, he's been away for a bit. He's copped a lot of flack over social media, as we know, and um, and national media and all over the shop. Uh, I think largely down here, we've been we've been pretty good to him, particularly after the initial sort of um, discomfort and discourse that went around. But, uh, you know, we're welcoming him back. He's a fantastic addition, as we know. Number one draft pick. We've seen what he can do last year. 27 points on 61% shooting. So hopefully, I mean, while it doesn't mean that he's joining the team uh, to play anytime soon, we don't have any timelines or anything like that, it does mean that he's one step closer to rejoining. He starts learning um, the plays. He starts building relationships with Coach Green, with, with the other players, CJ, BI, you know, JV. All of these guys haven't played well. You know, JV hasn't. Um, Devontae hasn't. Herb hasn't. A lot of these guys uh, haven't played with Zion. So, you know, like I said, there's not many teams that are able to add an all-star caliber talent um, for free, uh, either in the middle of the season or uh, at the beginning of next season. So, you know, big boost and also great to just have him back in the fold. So looking forward to seeing him rejoin the team and, and continue to grow and develop and in, 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 um, turn into this all-NBA talent that we know he is. Um, so the other news that we had is that Trey Murphy has been assigned down to Birmingham uh, to the squadron for an extended period of time. Uh, he um, is going down there to get some reps. Get a, We know that he's been dominating down there. Averages 27-odd points when he plays for the squadron. Uh, this is just a fantastic effort, uh, opportunity for him to get some great reps, get himself right, get his eye in, and um, you know continue to play. We've seen that his minutes have diminished, particularly with Tony Snell's emergence as a consistent three-point shooter and defender. Uh, and we've seen Coach Willie wants to make this push. So um, I don't know whether or not there was the minutes that were able to be allocated to Trey, but his development means that, well, that's paramount. You know, you want him to be a, a fantastic piece of this going forward. So um, they're going to get him some reps. So all the best to Trey down in the squadron. And, you know, you can always tune in to watch the squadron. Um, I don't know in the US if they uh, broadcast it on Facebook, but they do here. Uh, so you can go on the Birmingham Squadron Facebook page and just watch. So... Uh, it's all free, so you can go and do that if you if you need some extra basketball. There's all the games up there, recorded, live streamed. Uh, so go and check them out. Because as we know, I um I spoke to Coach Ryan Panone a couple of weeks ago. So um lovely guy and and great organisation down in the in the squadron. So go and enjoy that and um yeah, check them out because they're doing some special stuff down there as well with some great talent and great people. So. All right, we'll talk about we'll talk about the elephant in the room, the uh, the disappointing overtime loss. As I said at the top of the broadcast, uh, one hundred and thirty eight to one thirty in overtime, the Pelicans fall short uh, behind a monster triple double, uh, a historic triple double from um, Nikola Jokic, forty six points, twelve rebounds, eleven assists on seventy two percent shooting. He is the one of two players in NBA history to have a forty point triple double. Uh, and on over 70% shooting. The other is Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, so <laughs> let that um, resonate with you as to how impressive tonight was. Unfortunately, we get it was against us. And we got in a hole earlier. It really was mirroring the Utah Jazz game, where Utah came out was very slow and dug themselves a big hole. However, they weren't able to get out of it, whereas the Pelicans responded. So first quarter... Uh, 19 to 35, the Pelicans dig themselves a hole. Nothing's falling. Brandon's 0 of 6 in the first quarter, and Denver just getting whatever they wanted. They were dominating in the paint. 
Uh, it was a passing masterclass. Shots were falling and everyone looked comfortable. Then we take stock. We slow down. We stop running. Stop turning the ball over and, and hit uh, the second quarter. 38-27, to 27, a swing. You know, we go into the half um, only down by five points after this amazing, miraculous uh, half-court heave. Uh, well, hook shot from Brandon Ingram. We wasn't even looking at the basket and it went in. Uh, you can check that out. It'll be all over Sports Center and all that sort of carry-on. Uh, but uh, really impressive shot and a great momentum builder going into the half. It was, uh, it was really awesome. Everyone was up and about and a great response after a really tired-looking um, lackadaisical first quarter. Second half, we had another amazing third quarter. Honestly, we, we absolutely started slapping them around, 37 to 22, and, you know, we were cruising. I was sitting there looking at these guys going, geez, this team is, is unbelievable. It was really good. And, you know, we, we executed our plays, did exactly what we needed to do. Everyone was contributing. Brandon Ingram started cooking. CJ McCollum was cooking. It was it was something to behold. It really was. Um, you know, and then about halfway through the third quarter, Mike Malone, the coach, gets himself ejected. He, uh, Aaron Gordon blatantly travels, and, and um, Coach Malone goes ballistic, gets himself thrown out. Uh, this is at the refs. And the refs were poor, and we'll talk about that. Uh, gets himself thrown out, and it's almost a tactical sort of thing. You know, what it does is inspires your players to go, well, hang on. If he's got that much passion, well, we need to respond. And and lo and behold, who responded? Uh, the big MVP, Nikola Jokic, he ended up going ballistic. He dropped 30 points in uh, the last quarter and overtime combined. It's just unstoppable. Um, and and had Jonas and Willie in all or Billy in all sorts of trouble throughout the uh, throughout the game, uh, including fouling Jonas out, which was disappointing with about five, three or four minutes to go. So um, while that wasn't the turning point, we could have executed a free throws down the game. As I said at the top of the broadcast, the phrase of the day is free throws. Unfortunately, in the third quarter, they came charging back and managed to shoot uh, 20 free throw attempts, which was interesting, to our five. Uh, 40 to 30, they outscored us in the last quarter uh, and then got themselves to overtime 14 to 6 in overtime, and they pulled away and won by 8. Ugh, very disappointing. And when you play such a good game for, well, three and well, maybe two and a half quarters, I'll give us, because the last couple of, probably last quarter was not that good either, but the two middle quarters are just fantastic. Honestly, we, we did exactly what we wanted, and all credit to a good Denver team who responded. You know, these, this team's six in, in the West, and they've had so many injuries. They've had, um, you know, illnesses. They've had players not playing their best and some being very streaky and unreliable. And they're still sitting in the playoff picture. And, you know, they're going to be sitting late into the playoffs again, no doubt. Nikola Jokic is something that I've never seen before in terms of a center that can pass and, and rebound and uh, score from all three levels, he's, he's unbelievable. He's very, very intelligent player, um, although emotional. And we're going to have a chat about that when I talk about the refs a little bit uh, later on. But he he really did drag him through. And, and all credit to him, they responded. Uh, they did exactly what the coach wanted. And a couple of late Monte Morris threes sealed it for them uh, to get him to overtime. So... Percentage-wise, we scored 47.5 from the field to their 54, and a lot of that came in the last quarter. 
three-pointers were 14 of 33. We shot 42%, which is fantastic for us, to their 30%, 10 of 33. The big disparity, though, was 29 free-throw attempts to 43. They hit 34 of them, and we hit 20. So 69% for us. We left a nine on the on the uh, stripe, which you can't do. But, you know, they left, what, nine. They left nine on the on the stripe and still ended up with 79%. When you show 43 times, what's that? It's like 20-odd possessions in addition that you, uh, in addition to the regular uh, possessions, that you got to shoot free throws on. That's ridiculous. It is it's outrageous, and it should should be reviewed for the amount of free throws there were. It was, it was disgusting, especially in that last quarter. There were fouls there, but they were going both ways, and I was very disappointed that the result was how it is based on the free throw calling and ridiculous foul baiting that the umpires fell into. But again, I'm, I might go off about it in a little bit. Assists, we had 30, but they had 32. So another good passing game for us. And, you know, usually when we do that, uh, we manage to we manage to uh, win the game. Unfortunately, Jokic had himself a game as well and got himself 11 assists himself. So, you know, that's where a third of theirs came from. Um, rebounding, pretty much even. Steals, 9 to 7. Blocks, 4 to 8. Turnovers, 14 to 15. Points off turnovers, we managed to get 22 to their 17. And down the stretch, we, we didn't execute. You know, we turned the ball over, and that was the same as the first quarter. It was disappointing that these turnovers came at inopportune times. Second quarter, we had one turnover. And third quarter, I'm not sure how many we got, but wasn't many. And if there were, they weren't live ball, and we got back and defended. So the difficulty is, is that when you turn the ball over and lose your momentum. You're also losing an attempt to score. You're losing an opportunity to execute your offense and making it so much harder to then execute your defense. So um, even if you do a dead ball turnover, it's still another opportunity for your opponent to chip into the lead. And what was happening is they were getting every call under the sun. So it meant that they got to shoot free throws and the time stopped. And last quarter went for ages because it was free throws galore. Um, yeah, I was I was not happy with it. I'll tell you what, I was not happy with that last quarter, and you know I don't think a sternly worded letter from me will get it done. I'm sorry, guys, but as much as I want to put pen to paper and write to Mr. Silver and the NBA officiating crew, I don't think they're going to listen to little old me. And the way the post is going, he probably won't get it for a year and a half anyway. So I digress. So let's go over to the box score. What it'll be like from our team. Guys had to play big minutes, which the, was good because the last few games we'd actually had low minutes on the guys or lower minutes uh, for the starters because they um, had been blowing teams out. CJ, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 9 assists and a steal. 9 of 19 shooting. Um, Brandon, 38 points. Huge 38 points. It was huge. After that first quarter, he was unbelievable. Went absolutely ballistic. Had 5 assists and 9 dimes. Uh, 12 of 24 and... He was he was huge. He was great. Um, unfortunately, a couple of turnovers down the stretch, but again, the bloke had been doing everything the whole game. There is nothing that he couldn't do wrong in my eyes. He was fantastic, uh, and he carried us the whole night. Herb Jones, solid. Seven points, four rebounds, two assists, and three steals. 
three of nine shooting, and he was solid. Three-point shot was a bit sketchy, but, you know, he's still a work in progress. JV, 19 and 14 in 30 minutes. He was in foul trouble a lot of the night, and Billy Hernan Gomez got a good run from that. He was good. Um, he always struggles a bit against Jokic. Jokic is a bit smarter, uh, perhaps, in terms of being able to bait Jonas. Jonas is not as mobile left or right, and, and Jokic somehow lumbers his way around him a bit. Uh, he's a very smart basketballer, but I, I genuinely think if we had him down the stretch, we'd probably win this game. Uh, Jackson had a quiet one, 6-6, six and six, and he wasn't utilized quite as much as we'd seen throughout the um, last few games. Uh, I think it was purely for matchup purposes. They play a couple of long fours in Aaron Gordon and, and Jeff Green, even Jermichael Green. And uh, when you've got Jokic on, you've got to, you've pretty much got to play a proper center against him. Otherwise, he'll punish a smaller guy. And uh, I think that was the mentality uh, that Willie went with and, and put Billy Hernan Gomez in against him. Uh, off the bench, Billy in 22 had 8-8, eight and eight, two assists and steal, and two blocks. He was good. Uh, Snell had six points and a rebound assist. Devontae Graham, he came alive and he was pretty solid. Four of 10, shooting 12 points, one rebound, three assists. He was solid. He made a couple of mistakes, but once he got comfortable, he hit a few threes and was, was big in that last quarter. Unfortunately, got fouled in the last... Oh, a minute or so and, and missed one of his free throws would have sealed the game uh, Brandon Ingram then had an opportunity and, and did the same thing so again it's not all on him but uh, disappointing that we couldn't execute down the stretch that's the big thing is that I'm disappointed with is that our we'd been so good at closing games that this one was just one that we let slip away and uh, and disappointing nonetheless uh, Jose had 10 minutes 6 points 1 and 2 assists and Najee had 4 and 4 um he was solid and a steal. He was all right in his few minutes. Who cares about the Nuggets? We already talked about how good Jokic was. Aaron Gordon chipped in with 28. And Morris had 18, which is the quietest 18 points I've ever seen. He had eight re- assists as well. I'll tell you what. That was um, interesting. Forbes, Highland, and Jermichael Green all chipped in off the bench. Um, and yeah, and Austin Rivers was out there doing cardio because he ended up with zero points in 24 minutes. So he had a good run. Um, so all in all, disappointing uh, that we let that one slip. Um, I, I feel like we had a really good opportunity to be able to win this game and, and keep the game uh, the streak alive. Now, not is all lost because what happens is that you actually get to play again in a couple of days. So we've got the Grizzlies coming up, and then after that, we've got a whole heap of teams ranked below us. So um, it's not like we don't have games we can make up. That was probably our hardest stretch for the rest of the season that we've just got through, and we went 4-1. and one. So that's pretty good. I mean, I'm happy with that. You know, you took on some big-name players and nearly beat all of them. Um, and, you know, even teams that have given us trouble, like the Kings, we, we gave them a slapping. Slap the Lakers, slap the Jazz, slap the Suns. Not bad, you know, and, and take the Nuggets to overtime. And, you know, you had the opportunity to win it had we sunk a few free throws and, and not turned the ball over quite as much. But these are games that give you the fire. You don't want to keep... I mean, we love to keep winning. And if we, if we won this one, it was good. But it wasn't like it was, okay, we won four, slapped them, and then we took it off and we got spanked. No, we got we got we took him to overtime against the best player in the league. So I'm not that concerned about it. Like I'm not. Uh, we're already in the plane. Um, you know, we just got to keep winning games enough and let Portland lose enough. And I think they will because they keep resting players. 
and and we keep grinding. We keep going against them. The Lakers are pretenders, so we'll go after them as well. I mean, they needed they beat the Warriors yesterday, uh, and they needed LeBron to get fifty six points. He's not going to do that every night. So um, it, it'll come together. We'll keep chasing them, and we just got to stick stay the course and continue to execute how we're going uh, and, and tidy up a few little things. So I'm gonna go to a break, uh, and then we'll come back, do our three key takeaways, and then we'll wrap up. So I'll be right back. So guys, of course, this show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use the code ethos when you sign up. Get yourself a deposit match, bonus, uh, and some free game tickets. We love that sort of stuff. Thrivefantasy.com is our daily fantasy partner. Check them out as well. You can do whatever you want over there. Uh, They'll also give you a deposit match bonus when you sign up if you use code ETHOS. So treat yourself. Let them know that we sent you uh, and gamble responsibly, of course. Manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. ETHOS20, E-T-H-O-S-2-0. We'll get you that delicious discount. And uh, expressvpn.com forward slash hoopball, the old name, uh, will give you three extra months on 12-month plan. So you sign up 12 months, use the code, go, you through that hoop ball thing, get yourself a discount, and uh, you'll be laughing. You'll get yourself a cheeky little VPN for 15 months. Uh, not a bad little deal at all. Everyone says it's pretty good, so go and check it out and uh, treat yourself. And let them know that Ethos, formerly hoop ball, sent you. Okay, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Uh, as we know, the Nuggets fell 138 to 130. Uh, sorry, the Pelicans did. Lost uh, to the Nuggets 138 to 130. We're going to do the three key takeaways. Number one, you can't start slow. We started slow, dug ourselves out of the hole, built a lead, and then sort of let go of the rope a little bit, which was disappointing. You know, we kept fighting, but execution down the stretch. Let this team back in. It didn't help that the momentum was constantly interrupted by some uh, stripey referees who decided they wanted to involve themselves, uh, which will be key takeaway number two. But uh, spoilers alert. But um, otherwise, you know, you need to start fast. And we saw that with the third quarter, and we saw that with the response. We can score in bunches. We can defend the hell out of it when we when we need to and when we can lock in. But it was just disappointing that. You start so slow after starting so fast the other games, and I know people say that the altitude's pretty bad there, and you know you've got to adjust to that sort of stuff. Uh, again, you, you've got to be, you've got to get yourself right. You know, you don't want to play fast and loose uh, when that hasn't been our mentality in our successful uh, winning streak. So, uh, key takeaway number one is, is just got to be that you got to start. You don't have to start fast, just don't start slow. Um, that's that's that one. Don't get yourself down. But if you are going to get yourself down, do it in the first quarter. I don't know. We'll do that as a little uh, asterisk. Number two, the refs were shit. I know I don't swear on here very often, but you, you can't ever have a situation in a game and, and just stand by me while I climb up onto... Someone hold my hand while I climb up onto the soapbox. Um, you can't have a situation where a team shoots 20 free throws to five in the last quarter. That is completely and utterly unacceptable that that happens. It cannot be that you allow a team to shoot so many free throws. If the fouls are there, I get it. 
But does that mean that they don't haven't been touching us at the other end? I think it's just so outrageous that a team is allowed to get into a situation where they shoot that many free throws and the other team, is, is the disparity is so obvious. And it was every time. It didn't matter what we did, we're getting hammered. And it's it, it, it plainly, it's unprofessional and it, it's borderline, like, well, it's, it's not borderline, it is outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. And I just think it was uh, disgusting the way that was refereed. You know, I would have said, had we had won, I still would have done this rant because I just thought it was just absolutely despicable that that was the way that the Pelicans were treated. Um, when you've got guys like Aaron Gordon who are getting these three-point touch fouls, um, three-point play touch fouls, uh, who's done nothing in his career besides be a role player, and you've got Brandon Ingram getting slapped the living daylights out of and doesn't get to, uh, doesn't get to shoot free throws at all. He's getting his legs taken out from under him and he doesn't get any respect. CJ McCollum's getting shoved, getting nothing. You know, and then Jokic can carry on, bounce the ball, scream at the refs, uh, carry on like a pork chop, sling abuse, you know, be demonstrative and not get teched. But CJ says, hey, mate, that was a goaltend, which it was, and the refs just left it, and he gets a tech. It's just outrageous that there's this bias towards these big names, national playing teams, that and players Get the fair rub of the whistle. Call it how it is. If the bloke's traveling, call it a travel. I don't need to see the Aaron Gordon roll around on roller skates and say that his pivot foot's bloody um, grounded when obviously it's not. He's jumping on one leg and up and down like a bloody pogo stick. I can't be having that. It's just outrageous. And if this had been on national TV, people would have been up and about about how um, bad this officiating was it was just oh, grinds my gears because we you do as much as you can to get yourself into a game and then you get three other people on the side who are actively killing momentum prime example brandon ingram's going to shoot two free throws misses the first one Jokic then breaks on the second one which he hits instead of just saying all right well the free throws in let's just play on no we're calling it back even though denver broke and Brandon had to shoot it again. He hit it. But if he had missed that, we then get unfairly penalised because instead the referees took it upon themselves to then hold this high and mighty, uh, objective, riddled, freaking high and mighty carry-on that this freaking refs decided that they wanted to do. I thought it was just absolutely crap saying, that, oh, we're doing it even now. Look, we called this back. No, it's, it's crap. It's, it's actually bullshit. And... The fact that they'll release a two last two-minute report and it'll say, oh, you know, miss foul here, miss foul there. Well, I don't need to see that. I don't care. Get it right in the game because what you're not going to do is go back and, and say, oh, well, actually, we're going to play the last two minutes back because it was actually 14 other fouls on the Pels. I mean, look at the bit where um, Jose, I think it was Jose, got act- or Devontae got actively grabbed at half court and they just left it until he, he finally got down the court and got fouled again. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And someone explained it to me because at the start of the season, they were letting everyone play. And when everyone gets let play, that's fine. That's what I want to see. What I don't want to see is this chippy, choppy inconsistencies by referees. Do it. You've got a handbook in front of you. Read that freaking thing and give me the calls from that. Make the calls from that. If I have to watch 
70 free throws each way, then call 70 free throws until the players change because that is outrageous. Anyway, I'm sorry. I was carrying on. But, you know, maybe I'll get tech foul, probably get thrown out. But <laughs> I'm actually going to leave it at that. I'm not going to do a third key takeaway because we needed that. I think I needed it for emotional sanity. But um, now, um, I think I'm going to leave it at that. I've, I've had a gutful of it. So we take on the Grizzlies uh, in... It will be Tuesday night, so Wednesday morning for me. Uh, it is a national game again. Well, it is here, so I assume it'll be on ESPN or TNT or one of those guys. Uh, so we'll go and check that out. Um, until then, guys, Zion, the good news is Zion's back. So we're building. This is the right time of year to be healthy. So let's get the gang together and um, let's see if we can win some basketball. So until the Grizzlies game, look after yourselves. This is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm Lyle Swithenbank. Bye for now. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.